A special announcement before we get started. Enrollment to Mind Over ARE is officially open. We only open a couple times a year and it is currently open. So you can head over to the website dci.beyoungdesign.com slash mind dash over dash ARE. This is my signature program where you learn the four essential pillars that you need to pass the ARE. I literally give you a proven blueprint to becoming a licensed architect. But here's the thing. The enrollment period is literally only a couple days. So if you're listening to this, the doors are still open. Go get in right now while you can. Come join me. We already are starting to see incredible people come in, and I cannot wait to get started. Okay, let's start the show. Welcome to Design, Create, Inspire with me, Bryn Young. I'm an architect and entrepreneur with a background in interior design and small business management. I have been running a successful award-winning architecture firm for over six years, and I'm here to discuss all things design and business. There are over 1 million podcasts to choose from, so thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I hope to bring you value with every episode I create, so let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to Design, Create, Inspire. If this is your first time with me, hello, welcome. My name is Bryn Young. I am a licensed architect here in California. And today I want to talk to you all about that, basically, how to become a licensed architect in California, specifically all about the CSE, the California Supplemental Exam. So this is a question I get asked quite often because a lot of people have found me through my ARE video. So if you haven't checked that out, and you are still in the ARE process, um, you could definitely go check that out on YouTube, of course. Um, I talk about how I got through the exams, how I dealt with failing. Um, I have a great resource guide for all my recommendations for um, like paid sources, free resources, PDFs, all the goods. So this is going to be kind of similar, kind of like a piggyback on that. So once you are done with the ARES and you are ready to take that final supplemental exam to be licensed in California, this is the info you need. So like that video, um, I am going to give you sort of like the basics. I'm not really going into the specifics of what the exam covers um, because I think that there are a lot of resources out there that you can kind of find that. not as much with the CSE. So the CSE, I'm definitely going to come out probably, hopefully, (laughs) definitely, probably, hopefully come out with another video that does go into a little bit more about what's on the exam in terms of what to study for. But I did put together another uh, reference guide or resource guide for the CSE that has links, PDFs, um, where to go to Find more information. So let's just dive right into this. Once you are done with your ARES, it's all the celebrating and it's a huge accomplishment. However, you still can't legally call yourself a licensed architect um, in most states, but especially in California, you have to take a supplemental exam. Now, in California, our supplemental exam, in my opinion, is just about as hard as the regular ARES. 
They are uh, poorly worded, like the Aries. They are long and tedious, and the studying is strenuous. So I at first didn't really know what to expect. I thought maybe I would come in here and it would be, oh, like a little simple state exam. It's definitely just as intense as the ARES. So continue with whatever helped you pass those to get you through this. So I'm going to give you some information, but you can also go to the blog post associated with this because that's where you can find all my links, um, my like checklist and everything like that. But before you even uh, start studying, you're going to do the following. One, you're going to download the handbook. Now I'm warning you now, the handbook and the test prep that they call it and all this stuff is much less pretty than what you get for the ARES. It's it honestly all looks like code. And so it's so boring. It's it's not visual. It's real basic. Um it has the information, but it's not <laughs> it's not exciting. But you're still gonna want the information. So you're gonna want to go download that that handbook. Um, and I'll have links again for these items. Then number two, you're going to want to download their test prep. Again, their test prep is like real basic. Do not just study that test prep. You will fail, I'm sure. Um, so go through these steps, but know that they're not like take one step only. Um, and you should know this if you've passed all your AREs because it's a culmination of like a bunch of things. Number three, download my resource guide. I have all the links, PDFs, all that information for the different um, like codes, the different contracts, CAB, California Architecture Board. They also have a resource guide and I include all of their resources in mine plus some. So you can go to either one. Um, I have links for them, but I recommend downloading mine just because it's free and it has a couple other resources, including like infographics that I have created and whatnot. So you can find that, a link, of course. Then you want to read, and this is from CAB as well, reading about prepping and taking the CSE. Again, this is just kind of like to prepare yourself. It's not going to be your study guide, but it's just to prepare yourself. Now, for actually studying and getting through it and having a resource that you can actually use as your book of studying, I highly recommend the Ultimate Whole Enchilada. It's <laughs> quite the name. And if you if you Google uh, like Ultimate Whole Enchilada, you're definitely going to get a lot of recipes, probably some delicious ones. But I link the actual, uh, it's like csexamprep.com or something like that. I have it, I have it linked. Um, but you're going to want to purchase that. I think it's about $180 at the time of this recording. 100% worth it. It's a full-on study guide. There's audio tapes, which I listened to when I was in the car or when I was working out. It has um, uh, practice exams, practice quizzes, all this stuff. When you go into the California Architects Board test prep, where it shows you what exactly is on the exam. It's super basic. There's task statements and knowledge statements, and they're all within a certain category. 
Now, I'm going to go into a little bit more about that in a minute, but just trying to tell you that if you're just reading those to study, it's just, it's so surface level. And what the whole ultimate whole enchilada does is it goes dive, it dives deep into each knowledge statement. So then, um, after, you know, that purchase that, and then that will really help you get through it. And also there's not a whole lot out there for CSE exam prep. This has kind of been around for a while and it's one of the top leading ones. I want to develop one, but I don't have the time <laughs> right now. One day, one day. Uh, hopefully at least this will kind of help people a little bit get to where they need to go because it's, I feel like there's so many questions and it's also arbitrary when you just go on the website. Like even how do you sign up is, is confusing. So hopefully this at least helps you. Um, but then also uh, designer hacks just came out recently, probably like within, I think 2020 came out with a CSE uh, exam bundle. So definitely, I definitely highly recommended that. I used designer hacks throughout my all my AREs and I loved them. They're really simple um, in terms of like you can choose how many questions you want on the exam, the practice exam. So if I just wanted like a quick refresher, I could do a 10 question exam. They have the same for CSE. So I highly recommend that. It's $39. So cheap. I don't get paid to recommend any of these. I just, um, these are just what worked for me. So the basics of the CSE. I'm mainly just going to talk about what the categories are, what it means by task statement, knowledge statement, how long does it take? How is the test broken up? How do you schedule an exam? What do you do if you fail? So, Let's just run through it a little bit. So the basic um, categories, there's four categories on the exam. There's general practice, which makes up 14%, and these percentages are roughly 14% of the exam. There's programming design, which makes up about 30% of the exam. So I'm sorry, 36%. So that's kind of the bulk programming and design. Then there's development and documentation. That's 30%. So another pretty big bulk part of it. And then there's bidding and construction, which is 20%. So you'll see some similarities between that and the ARES. It's just a little bit more condensed in certain areas. And the the topics are a little different than um, the ARES because it's a much more California-based. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of emphasis on uh, the agencies. So what parts of the government are part of what part of the project. But it, it ha- it's a lot more specific to California, although there are some general things that you will have seen on the ARES. There won't be like specific calculations. Um, there's structural questions, but it, um, I don't remember doing calculations. So if that's helpful. So the questions, the questions, there's a hundred multiple choice questions. You're going to get two project scenarios and a set of just basic multiple choice questions. So the way it's set up is you have, um, it's, it's a little old school. When you walk into the testing center, they will actually physically hand you a set of 
basically 11 by 17 construction documents for the project scenario. So they're not digital. So you have to carry those in and then you use those for your project scenario. Now, super, super, super important. Make sure the questions that they're asking for that specific project scenario match the project scenario in your book. Because there, I think, are two or three different case studies in or, you know, construction documents in the booklet. And you need to make sure that whatever one they're asking you about at that time will be the one. So I learned the hard way. I got in there. My nerves were all, you know, firing. I sat down. I pressed start. And then, of course, you know, you press start and you're like, okay, let's go, go, go. So I I open it up. I quickly read, made some notes for the project scenario. Read the first question. Okay, got it. Next question. Okay, I'm like trying to find information in the case study. Like it just doesn't seem like totally on it. I guess that makes sense. And I think I got halfway done with the project scenario, the first one. And I'm like, something isn't right here. And I looked back and I was using the wrong case study, which I was able to finish. I was able to go back, finish on time. One or two of the questions were more a generalized project scenario type situation. So I was, you know, it wasn't terrible, but. Hey everyone, a quick break to remind you that Mind Over ARE is open for only a few short days. So if you want to transform your exam process and get these exams done, so you can be a licensed architect, then get in now while you can. I will put a link below, but again, it's dci.beyoungdesign.com slash mind dash over dash ARE. All right. I can't wait to see you in our next group. Enjoy the rest of the show. It threw me off. Not a good way to start. It just, it started off uh, not the most positive. So make sure that those are in line. Uh, Then once you are done with the two different project scenarios, you'll go to multiple choice, which similar to um, the AREs, it's just your standard. There's one answer per question. Um, There's not like trick questions. I mean, some of them are really poorly worded that it's hard to figure it out. And there kind of seems like two right answers, but, um, you know, there will be a right answer. So how is the test timed? You have three and a half hours to complete the exam. Now, there's a couple differences between the CSE and the ARE. With the CSE, you have three different components to the exam. You have the two project scenarios and then the multiple choice, but they each have their own individual time. So when you press start, you do project scenario one, and you have a certain amount of time for that. Once that time is out, you are done with project scenario one. You can't ever go back to it, and it automatically starts the time for the next one. So for one of the project scenarios, I just finished right in time. And I think they might do this on purpose because I've heard this with other um, test takers that there's one that you finish like just in time. I didn't have any time to go back and review any questions or anything. And then the second, and then it automatically goes into the second project scenario, which is, it's frustrating because you can't like, okay, take a break, take a mental break, and then press start. It's like, okay, you're going. 
So then it goes into project scenario two. I believe it was this one that I had a little bit more time to go back and check a couple answers, but it wasn't a lot. The case studies, the project scenarios, however you want to call them, they definitely move pretty quickly. And then again, once that one is done, it goes automatically into the multiple choice. There is no scheduled break and they don't give you any option for a break. With that said, the multiple choice time is a little bit longer. So I definitely had time to go back and review all my questions. And so if you really had to, I would say you could probably take a break during that multiple choice time, but you do eat away at your time. So it's kind of like a hard thing. And I I don't, I can't even remember now if I took a break. I want to say I did take a break during the multiple choice, but um, I must have been done with enough time to know I could review and like go do it real quick. So there is possibly an option during the multiple choice. Ideally, if you can try to go to the bathroom, get a snack, do all those things beforehand, take those three and a half hours and just focus and knock it out. So that is harder. I think it adds a little bit more pressure to the exam, but, um, you know, it's how it is. And so, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So how to schedule the exam. This is one question that I see a lot because it is very confusing. There's no uh, application on CAB's website to schedule the exam. Basically, once you are done with all your eligibility requirements, they will contact you. They'll send you a letter with an application saying, hey, we've gotten all this information. You are eligible to start taking the exam. It must have been after I was done with the AREs. Now, with that said, I would recommend reaching out to them. It doesn't hurt. I think it probably expedites it a little bit, and it also just helps make sure that there's not anything outstanding. Um, When I first received my uh, letter, I think it was after I finished the AREs, and it told me I was ineligible because I didn't have enough education requirements. It said I was missing like three years or five years or I don't know, something. And at first, of course, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm finally here and I'm not eligible. What do you mean? Like, how can this be? But I looked into it and I they didn't have my undergrad transcripts. I had those on my NCARB account, but they weren't verified. I hadn't actually gone through my undergrad, gotten my official transcripts. So I just went on there, did the official transcripts, and then they and then Um, I think I reached back out to them or something like that. It's all kind of weird how they do it. It's kind of feels old school. It's not digital. It's all paper mail, which makes things definitely go slower. Um, But I but I have found that they are pretty responsive. So definitely email them or call them if you do have questions and hopefully they'll help streamline it a little bit. Um, So you have to show all your eligibility or or basically they'll see all your eligibility. And I have that written down in the blog post of of what exactly you need to be eligible. You probably know if you've gone through the ARES. Um, There's ways to go, you know, take it without going through the ARES too. So so definitely go check that and see how that works. So they'll automatically send you the application. You fill out the application. You fill out 
the um, or you mail them a check, and then they send that information over to the testing center. So the testing is done through PSI, and you cannot schedule your exam until CAB has sent your eligibility. So you have to like go through that whole process in order to just schedule your exam. But once they have sent that over, you go on to PSI, you sign up, you schedule, and then you go take your exam. And, um, you know, once you're taking the exam, you can go check their website what, what exactly is needed. It's similar, though, to taking the AREs. You just need, like, a government-issued ID. They may be doing fingerprints now. I can't remember if that's just for the AREs or not. But, you know, they'll take a photo, do the whole thing. It seemed a little bit more uh, lax than taking the AREs, but it was still, you know, your typical testing experience. Um, so when do you find out the results? You find out the results as soon as you are done. It is not on the computer screen like it is through the AREs. You get to stand in the room while they print it out and hand it to you. Uh, I think I waited till I was in the hallway or outside, I think in the hallway, to actually read the results because I didn't really want to read it in front of a whole group of people. But oh my gosh, especially being your last exam, it's pretty... <clears throat> Pretty adrenaline. I don't know. It's just intense. So, um, but yeah. So you find out right away. What they'll do is they'll print it out, um, and it'll say, you know, congratulations, or and then it'll give you information. Then you have to send another check to CAB because, of course, we're always paying money. Um, and you send that off to them, and then they will send you all your licensing items, uh, like your license number and all that stuff. If you fail the exam, they will print out another application so that you fill out the application and then you um, send another check so that you can take the exam again. So either way, you get a printout. And if you fail, how long do you have to wait until you can retake? 90 days. It's a little bit longer than ARES. Now, I learned kind of the hard way um how to reschedule a exam because it's really confusing. So in my experience, because I did fail my first exam, um, which if you haven't heard my failing experience, go listen to the ARE because uh my video on the Aries because I talk about the process of failing and how it's a blow, but I get it and um I don't think it makes me any less of an architect now. I think that it makes me uh, understand the information even that much better. So if you do fail and you're having a hard time with it and you haven't watched my other video, go watch it just for some moral support on failing. <laughs> Anyways, so um, in my experience, I had to wait 90 days before I could even schedule the next exam. And this was really annoying because I think I would have scheduled my next exam for like right at 90 days because that's, a, you know, three months. There's plenty of time to restudy, take it again. But because I had to wait that 90 days to even be able to schedule it, I wasn't able to schedule it right away. With that said, um, 90 days for me was up at the end of May 2020. So uh, right at kind of the mid pandemic peak of you know, everything shutting down. The Some of the PSI testing facilities were starting to open up 
but it wasn't enough. So the time to take the exams was like months out that I could schedule it. So it kind of threw it off. Also for me, if I can't just schedule it right away, it's easier for me to put it off. So it just kind of threw things off. So I ended up taking it six months after I failed the first time. So kind of because of the scheduling, kind of because it was something I kept putting off because I couldn't schedule it right away. So if you can't schedule it right away, that is why you have to wait the 90 days to even do that. I do recommend getting all the information over to CAB, though, as soon as possible, just so that they have it. You're not waiting on any, you know, logistical admin issues. You have the check, you have everything over to them. So as soon as it's ready, you can schedule your exam. So that is pretty much it, you know, and then if you pass, they will print out a thing I said, and and they'll send you all your stuff. You can, um, you get your license number, which is very exciting. You don't need a physical stamp. They do give you all your, the stamp information on the website. And I have some of that in my post. I also have a free illustrator file download that you can download and customize your own stamp. Everything's done digital these days. So you just put those on your plans and you are officially a licensed architect. They do say, even when you receive your pass and you walk out that door, you still can't legally call yourself an architect until you receive those papers confirming it. But of course, that's just like the logistical things. I think at that point, you can definitely celebrate. It's very exciting. It's a long, long process. It's, um, it takes a lot of perseverance and time and money, and it's not for the faint of heart. So I commend anyone who has gone through it and who is in the process of going through it and know that you are so, so close. It's very exciting. So if you have specific questions, definitely reach out. Again, I would love to make another video more about um, like the types of things that are on the exam. Of course, generalized. I'm not giving away anything that's on the exam. I just, you know, talk about it a little bit. But um, head over to my links that I have. I have lots of resources for you guys. You're almost there. So good luck. Check out any of my other videos and podcast episodes. I have a lot of information that will be helpful for you as you move into this journey of being licensed. Congratulations. All right, guys. I will see you next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Before you head out, just a friendly reminder that once again, the doors for Mind Over Airy are officially open, but they will close soon so that we can get started with our next group. So jump in now. I can't wait to get started and I'm excited to meet you and hear all about your exam journey. Have a beautiful day.